0: Welcome to How to Stay Married. Dot dot dot. So far, number, what is it, Mark? One hundred. One hundred. One <laughs> So we're using this hundredth episode as as An a excuse marker.
1: Excuse to get into your knickers.
0: Mark,
1: disgusting.
0: <laughs> so people have always been asking us, right since the very beginning of this podcast, to talk about sex, and we've always been very mindful of that. You know, we have kids and we have, you know, unfortunately, people that are interested in Well, the fact that we have
1: kids means we've had sex. Yeah.
0: So I've always been really, really cautious of that. So, but I think we've found a way that we can do it. (laughs) Boom, boom. Mm. Um, And so we've involved um, a lot of our followers on Instagram and on YouTube in the chat. So we're going to talk a bit about our sex life, you're talking about your sex life, and hopefully we can have a bit of fun and we can talk about a subject that is just so complex in so many different ways and changes so much in a long-term relationship. And people... For those, really... of, you,
1: for those of you listening... We've got the most got annoying dogs, dogs that in walk the around. world. That's only the time we do podcasts. As
0: soon as we start a podcast, they start to go on a marathon. Yeah, I'm sure yeah. they're Apologies. working for some sort of charity or organisation well, yeah, that we know got, nothing I think about. A um, Yeah, they're probably Fitbit nutters. Um, yeah. So as I say, over the last few weeks, we've been gathering um, our lovely followers' experiences. And uh, don't worry, if you said anonymous, we will be keeping you anonymous. And also, the other thing about this 100th episode is, Mark and I suffer sometimes, don't we, with routine and discipline. We're not talking about sex, yet, but yeah, by the way. <laughs> we struggle <in> that <laughs> too. In that we haven't been very regular <laughs> with our podcast. Right. And from this day forth, and we want you to hold us accountable to this. We want you to nag us if we don't keep up with it. We want to start doing this podcast very regularly, every fortnight. Boom. So if we aren't doing it every fortnight, tell us off. How's that? Is that a deal? It's interesting,
1: isn't it? Can I just, as a a prelude to this chat, as you were just talking then, you were talking about sex and da-da-da, and you said, and we're going to have a bit of fun with this. And it's funny, isn't it, how often the only way... People often feel they can talk about sex is to joke about it, laugh about it, and have humor about it. Because actually, I think that I'm, I'm, I suppose I'm not saying you should be serious about it, but I think it's quite a serious subject for quite a few people. And yeah. reading through this, I think the implications of intimacy or the lack of it, and sex and the lack of it, or the misunderstandings around it can cause real upset. And I think societally, there's it's a bit like this is a kind of again another stereotype that I get fed up with. It's like. If someone's, if, if a woman's slightly large, the phrase often used is they're so bubbly. It's such a patronising kind of comment. And I, th- I sometimes think I've always se-
0: been called bubbly all my life. But I, I, know I didn't know I was supposed
1: to be offended. Well, no, 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 I'm not saying that. But there's always, the, you know, there's that connection between certain words. And I just find it interesting that, you know, around sex one can have permission to sort of talk about it if we say, oh, so we're going to have fun with it.
0: Well, actually, I think you've gone in too deep, too too early. Babe, everything um, you're saying. <laughs> no, I don't mean that. I mean, we're going to cover all, all yeah, emotions yeah. of it. And I think often, I, I think that's a good place to start because the reason we want to have fun and joke about it is there is nothing more excruciatingly embarrassing. And because it's so secretive and because it's a taboo, also it's not because porn is everywhere and a lot of people want to show off massively about their sex lives um you know it's something that for a lot of us is still a very private thing and because it's private we often don't really know the truth of what other couples are going through and so we tend to sort of turn on ourselves and say, you know, we're not doing
1: great.
0: Mm. Oh my God, somebody says they have it seven times a week. Oh my God, what's wrong with it? Somebody says they have it twice a month. Oh God, are we having it twice a month? You know, there's always, you're sort of comparing yourselves in secret Mm. to some notional idea of what is a good sex life. Whereas Mm. I think it's, you know, it's very subjective, isn't it? It's like what works for you. Yeah. Trouble is, if you've got, if you're in a couple where one works, when two of you are working in a different way, what do you mean? Well, what makes a good sex life for your partner might not necessarily. Well, be yeah, what yeah, makes and also sexual. I
1: mean, sexual appetite change of t- I always, I mean, I remember years ago when uh, I can't remember what, but you know, and I think you said it, and and quite a few people will say this. They'll say if someone says, "Oh, let's talk about sex," people go, "No, no, no, no. I don't want to talk about it. It's embarrassing." It's embarrassing. But I, but a lot of people say, okay. oh, it's embarrassing. Is it? No, but mm. I think within that, I think with a lot of... I'm not suggesting for a minute that everyone needs to get touchy-feely and get, get all open about it, but actually, I am saying everyone needs to get a bit more touchy-feely and open about it because I think, you know, there's huge misunderstandings, there's huge, uh, you know, mistakes made in communication, there's huge assumptions made about appetite or desire and all this kind of stuff, precisely because we all get a bit too kind of, oh, I don't think we should talk about it. I mean, like you say... We're in this ironic situation where we live in such a prude time, but in such a brutally explicit time too. So you have, on the one hand, the most awful availability of pornography, and extreme pornography, just at your fingertips. And then on the other side, you've got people who are quite sort of, oh no, I don't think we should talk about this stuff. It's inappropriate. and getting really offended really easily if you talk about it. Well, I think
0: it's very telling that it's taken us 100 episodes of a podcast about marriage to actually talk about it. Why is that? Because I don't really want to talk about it. There you go. Why not? I if I wasn't on the telly, I wouldn't care at all. Right. But because I'm on the telly, I worry about what will be picked out, what would somebody make a headline about online and I feel really cautious about that. Right. Because I think there's a lot of judgement in the way that in the way that people talk about sex. I'm worried right. that people will say, "Oh god, you know, why do we have to hear about a sex? Well, you don't because you're only, you know, listen. You're only going to listen to this podcast if it's something of interest. So, yeah. so if you're not interested, so I'm doing, turn off. So I'm doing it with a sense of it's a really good thing to do, and I'm just constantly reminded when I bump into our subs, our followers on YouTube or Instagram, and we talk about all sorts of things, don't we? Mm. I mean, not only here, but I do on Loose or on my Instagram. And when people really come up, come up to you and really talk to you about how things have made a difference from there's one of our followers that's that's messaged me quite a bit through us collating this mm. these these experiences about how hard she's found it to talk she wants to put a message in but she doesn't quite know how to mm. put them and I, so i think we're doing it from a place of of course it's very interesting for us but also we know it does make a difference when people talk about mm. stuff that people are scared about. Yeah. You know, and we're not doing it because we want to show off about our sex life or we're, or we're, you know, oversharing. It's actually... It's actually a natural part. If you're doing a podcast of 100... If you've done 100 podcasts at some point, you're going to have to tackle this subject. And I, I worry about being judged for doing that, I suppose. Judged about what? Judged about talking about it. Well, because oh, I see, people, Not because about what you it's deemed that we should say... We should be... Yeah, and of course, about what I mm. say. But it's deemed to be something that, that is, it, well, it's a taboo still, isn't it? You're right. not supposed to talk about uh-huh. it. And also because we've got kids, it's mm. another thing. No, I get that. Well, I mean, that aspect yeah.
1: of it, I think we both, yeah. we both sing from the same song sheet.
0: I mean, I suppose. Know, I don't oh, want our kids growing up thinking there's anything shameful about sex okay. or that people get to a certain age and they don't have it.
1: Sex is really good. Sex is really good. It can be. It can be really good fun, it can be really enjoyable. It can be. Uh, you can want lots of it. You can. It's an adventure. It's. Uh, I mean, you know, some people obviously have all sorts of quirks and kinks and sort of all sorts of stuff like that. I'm just jumping in with, with both feet here. Um, but for me, I think sex for me has always been.
0: I thought sex- you were going to cry then. What
1: I thought you were has always cry. been separate, separate to, separate to potentially changing appetites, or um, when relationships are kind of going on. When you're in a sort of healthy enough place, or sometimes a not healthy enough place in other aspects of your relationship to have sex. For me, good sex is about something that's shared. It's not about something that's taken, and it's not about something that you have for yourself. For me, my judgment as to whether my, my sex life is good, for example, uh, when I Have Sex, or When We Have Sex, is is about whether there is respect and a shared experience. Because, I know it sounds like an odd thing to say, huge numbers of men I know, have spoken to over the years, you know, obviously men talk about sex. It, it can become something for men about just something to be taken, something to be had, something that's a sort of obligation, in a sense, from, you know, they see it as their partner as being obliged or whatever. Um, and that's never... Got me. I mean, I you know, I, I can't get into the headspace of wanting it just for the sake of wanting it.
0: I think... Men... When I think about all the women that I talk to... That are in long-term relationships... I think men can be woefully ignorant to the fact that there is a currency exchange sometimes going on within a relationship Mm. and women i can think of a conversation i had just last week with a whole group of women and they were all talking about that thing of like oh my god i'm knackered i've had the baby i know oh god he's lovely but he's going to be a bit weird because, you know, we haven't had sex for this amount of long. It's just that, like, atmosphere that happens in that house and it's just like, oh, everything just ticks along a bit better as long as we're having regular sex. There is a currency mm. that goes on. Mm. And men, some men, I think, know that and I think some men are oblivious to that, that that's what's right. happening. And that comes from everyone skirting around the problem, not wanting to say, Well actually, I don't actually feel like having sex with mm. you. The, the washing is piled up. I'm half dead with exhaustion. Mm. When was the last time you came and put your arms around me and gave me a hug without you without it having to yeah. turn to sex? Yeah. So I think that men have to be really, really honest with themselves. And if you're a man listening and you're having, a, and, and you really feel there's a distance between you and your partner with sex, ask the questions like you want to hear the answers. I mm. mean, a friend of mine that I was talking to the other day, she said, oh my God, I nearly said her partner's name. She said, I, I want to hug him, but I can't. He's lovely, husband. She says, but I can't. Because it will immediately go to sex. Right. And I'm not in a very sexual place at the moment. Right. And I said to her, why did you say that to her? Yeah. I said to her, any sexual therapist you go to that I've read so many articles on sexual therapy will say to you, what you both need to do in your relationship is take sex out of the agenda. Off yeah. the agenda. Just say, right, we're not going to have sex. We're not going to have it. We're not going to have it for a month mm. or a week, six months. We're not going to have it. But what we are going to have is affection. Right. We're going to be closer to each other. We're going to look into each other's eyes when we talk to each other. Yeah. We're going to have all of that stuff. Sorry, that was our daughter. Just open the door. <laughs> Shit. <She'd... laughs> Do you think we ought to pause and come back? Yeah. Maybe she wants breakfast. Yeah, let's just pause. Because <laughs> we want this to be like a bit of takeout. You can give some takeout to some women as well. You know, if you're a man listening to this, just try that. Just say... I want to start giving you hugs. Or vice versa. If, if you've got... Because it's not always just men that are wanting sex and there's a currency. It's the other way around as well. If, if, if you're a woman and you feel like your husband is like... Or your partner. I've got to stop saying husbands because it could be anybody listening. Your partner is, seems more reticent. Ask them. Have a conversation with them.
1: I can think of times in our relationship where our sexual appetites were completely different. And the idea of being able to just say to your partner, oh, just give me a hug, it's all very easy to say it, but in the cut and thrust and day to dayness of a relationship... I think saying
0: just give me a hug won't work. No, no, the no, person no, but, but think also, but also
1: I, think, I think it presupposes it's easy to say in the sort of... I mean, this is where often therapy can be good and it can be bad because in a therapeutic safe space you can talk about these ideas and then in the real world it's actually much more complicated than that to actually... Openly have a conversation about sex, and I think yeah. otherwise, you know, there wouldn't be a the problem. There wouldn't be problems with it, and also, relation, especially. I mean, I think one of the things you asked was about long-term relationships as well. You know, across a long period of time. I mean, for example, I would say my sexual appetite was much higher in the past. It's. I think I'm. I'm happy with what it is now, but it's not as high as it used to be. You've had periods where it was high, and then low, and then high again. And in those periods, great confusion can mm, creep in, yeah. and huge wor- and huge worries kick in. Because yeah. for me, it's about you know how do you stay? How, I mean, not how do you stay? How, how do I stay attractive? I know it's not just about looks, but it's partly about looks. It's partly about care. It's partly about attitude. It's all it's a part about affection outside of the sexual act. How can you be affectionate without it's about being the, cherished? Yeah, but and also how can you be affectionate? without automatically being told that every bit of affection is always about it. Because I'm sure that's the case, you know, with the friend that you're talking about. Well,
0: I said to my friend, why don't you just write him a note and say, listen, I can really feel that this is going on between us. Why don't we try this out? I mean, there's loads of different ways that you can maybe get to that discussion. Just sitting somebody down and telling them is quite hard. But I just think as a concept, it's an interesting one because... I think the thing is, if you're, if, you're, if you're going to give somebody a hug and then, and then they're pulling away because they like think that you want sex and then, it gets, and then that person feels more unattractive and the distance just gets wide and vast mm. and just keeps exacerbating exacerbating until eventually it gets to the point where people aren't even looking at each mm. other in case they have worried that it's going to be a signal that the other one wants sex. But let's start reading some of the comments out because then we can, we can share. Well, I think before we do that... I think we need a safe word though. Can we get a safe word, please? If you start to talk about something that I don't London. want to talk
1: about.
0: Well, I don't think that's a very safe word.
1: It's safety. It's apple the crumble.
0: Old. Apple crumble. So when I say apple crumble, that's my safe word. It means I don't want to talk about that anymore.
1: Okay, well, am I allowed to ask, do we consider ourselves, before we go off on this journey through all of your lovely comments and, and, and topics, which will obviously trigger us to talk about ourselves, would we sit here saying we are in a happy place about our sex life?
0: I think that's a very difficult question because...
1: It's a changeable feast.
0: Why is that a difficult I question? I don't know. Why is it difficult I think question? that's a difficult question because of the person that asked it. Right. Because you are a very complex person. There is no time that I have ever been able to just answer something. Because the answer will go on for it. The, the inquisition, the inquiry, inquisition. the inquiry into the answer. It was a
1: simple question. We'll go on, it was and, a, on, and, it
0: on. Was and on and on. And then it, it will be referred. No, but it just shows the complexity of a sex life. Is that if I say yes, I would, then that would, it's not going to be enough. That would be great. Um, yes. I mean, yeah, there you go. I would totally accept a yes. Let's see if he comes back to that yes. What do
1: you mean? <laughs> Condom. Apple crumble. Condom on your apple crumble. <laughs> well, I mean, I would say we do. I mean, I, I would say... I, no, I would say that we do. I do think, and this is something that comes up in some of the comments, is how do you keep it interesting and how do you keep it going and how do you stay with that? I mean, I, I think it's important to say that, and you say this a lot, that a relationship, marriage is something that you work at. And I think we have this idea that everything should come naturally and automatically. And I do think that part of sex is also like marriage. is that Not that you have to work at it, but yeah, you need to work at it. You need to think about it. You need to have consciousness about it. Mm. I think we we all live in this idyllic world where we think, unless it's happening naturally and we're ripping each other's clothes off without any thought, then our sex lives must be wrong. Well, no, that's not true at all. You can go into it with a bit of planning. You can go into it with a kind of thrill of taking trying something new or experimenting in the
0: 15 minutes we've been trying to talk we've had a daughter come in for orange juice we've had the postman we've had the dog and that's the thing about a long-term relationship is that often one is trying to grab it where one can with no sense of any abandon because you
1: well, you're, because just more than not, you're, parent, you're just alert. Once your face would appear at the window all just, the time. You're just alert. No,
0: he's <laughs> joking. and That's not true. But it would. Be, you would just, We would just be alert. You know. It's that alertness to other people's sensitivities. Dogs, postmen, kids disallows wild abandon. Yeah,
1: I would have loved to have had more sex in different places in this house.
0: Right, now that's that's Apple Crumble. Please go to a question. Uh, what is that, Apple Crumble? Apple well, Crumble. I think we need to... Don't, you can't question I'm, my okay, safe word. I'm going, word. OK. Yeah. If I say Apple Crumble, you shut up. I it's wish we'd invested
1: in curtains. That's what I wish. Um, OK, so here we go. Um, I, look, some of you have put your names down, but I actually feel that we should keep everyone anonymous, personally, as a duty of care. Um but Th- what if
0: you're not saying the person's second name? People, like, did have the choice.
1: Well, yeah. Uh, okay. Uh,
0: because you've got to remember, people like their names being maybe. read out. Okay. Yes, people
1: do. All right, okay. I'm just, <laughs> I'm just being protected, that's all.
0: Well, oh, God, now I don't know whether to Apple Crumble or, or follow us. Oh, Shall I Apple Crumble you?
1: Condoms. <laughs> okay, well, this one doesn't have... The, look, I'm looking through the list and I can see some names. So where there's a first name, I'll read just a first name. Yeah, not second name. Um, highs... About sex, I guess, in a long... What was the question you asked? I don't know. High, sex, a long time ago. Pros and cons, highs and lows of sex in a long-term that, relationship. That must be Highs, the... feeling so comfortable with each other. You know each other's bodies so well, trusting each other. Lows, getting into a rut, going through the motions. Bodies don't look the same as when you first met. Now, I'm going to say something that's a little bit revealing, because otherwise, what's the point of us talking about it? And let's see how far i get before coffee crumble. No, apple crumble comes up. Me and Nadia like to do things quickly.
0: Oh my God! Apple bloody crumble? No, 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 no. No. Let's go back to the. I am not talking about anything like that. (laughs) Apple bloody crumble with custard. Okay. I can't believe you even dared. What? Just talk. Read. So, what do you think
1: of those comments? How do you avoid getting into a rut, Miss Sawala?
0: Well, no, I'm not here to give advice because <laughs> I'm not. A, well, I'm not a sex therapist. I'm not saying you are. But I think
1: we haven't. I
0: think a rut. you have to be really careful of setting yourself standard. It's like everything. You know how clean are our cupboards? How <laughs> how how perfect I can't you are our homes? That. How, how big is my Christmas display over my front door? Is that a euphemism? All these things that we have to be brilliant and better at and compare ourselves to. So it's quite interesting that that st- says all the wonderful things she loves. It was almost, almost like the second half was like what she would imagine that people would deem her long relationship to be. So read the first bit.
1: Uh, feeling comfortable with each other, knowing each other's bodies well, trusting each other, lows, getting into a rut, going through the motions, bodies don't look the same as when you first met. That is always a real worry for me. But,
0: but it almost feels like the bit in the end was tacked on to what she thinks she should be feeling because at the beginning it sounded like actually she really likes the comfort of knowing a body and a body being known. Imagine, this is what I would say to anyone that's thinking oh, God, well, they really know my body well and I know what's going to happen and da-da-da, my body's changed. Now put yourself in a position that you are going to be with somebody new. Right. And what a bloody nightmare that would be. Where they don't, or a kiss is a bit weird, or they haven't got a clue what they're doing with your particular body, or you now have had children and your body has changed, or you're now past your 50s. and And... That is the joy, because to have to be vulnerable mm. to somebody new, for what?
1: But I'm the oldest man you've been with, and for me, even though I'm six years no, younger, no, you've got to be
0: careful how you say that because it makes me sound like I've only because of the age that well, we both are, the not because become. I'm into toy no, 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 boys.
1: No, 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 because of the age you've become. But often you will go, yeah, but I'm, Cause cause I'm seven years it. older than you're me. six, six or seven years older, uh, older than me. But is it a thing for women? The idea of a man's body getting older. Do, do women go off a man's body as he go, gets older?
0: Well, I some do, some women do, and some men do. Yeah, some men, do, yeah, no, yeah. And funny. that's why a lot of men will go off with twenty-one-year-olds, be suddenly dating somebody the age of their daughter. Will disgusting. Mm. Where, where's your depth? Mm. You know, if because the thing I remember you saying to me years ago, and whether you were lying or not, I don't know, but I believed you, and well, you said to you... me. And, and, no, because I believed you. Somebody might be listening to this and go, well, he obviously just said that. But I actually believed you. And you said to me, I don't, I'm not, I think I was talking about my cellulite. And you went, and you said, I don't see those bits as separate bits. I just see you as a whole person. Oh, yeah, I do. And that's how I think about you.
1: Right. Now,
0: the worst thing for me about your body that is just such a massive problem is how much you hate your body. Right. Because I love you. I don't love your foot, love your peck, love your eyebrow, love your elbow, love your I don't decompartmentalize you. Mm. I you you work out a lot, you look after yourself, and and you look after yourself really well, you tear yourself to pieces about your looks, you want to look good for me, and I want you to be. Happier. That's all I want. Right. Now, if you were to start piling on loads of weight, I would be really worried about you because mm. I would know that, that there's something going on and it's always a mental health thing for me when mm. people put on a lot of weight. Mm. I think it's depression, it's sadness, it's self-loathing, it's all those things. Um, so I would be concerned about that and I would be asking you why and I'd be trying to support you, but I'm not going to go off, you, just go off you because you're... You're it's a, a really curious person. one.
1: It's a really curious one in a long-term relationship because I can think of many periods in our lives where we've both fluctuated in our weight. We've, we've you know, and I get, I and really, we retreat, and we hate really, ourselves. Yeah, you've when really got educated away? me. You've really educated me on that whole idea of how, um, you know, one's self-loathing or body dysmorphia and what have you will manifest itself in a sort of physicality and mm. presence that makes you almost conceal yourself so you can't be attractive or confident or and you like confidence so I always get into a tailspin where I think she loves assuredness and she loves confidence and and I think well I'm I'm rarely those things with my body no but you are
0: sometimes no but it doesn't necessarily have to be about your body No, no no I get that but I I the thing I find um I mean First and foremost, you're a good-looking guy. Everybody says it. Everybody says it to me. Everyone, you are lovely-looking. So let's just part that. For me, what I would want more from you is for you to believe more in you, for you to be more stable in you because it's the insecurity in yourself that pulls you away from me that distances you from me that Mm. that holds off the intimacy from you so so i will go to hug you and i can feel you thinking about i said this to you right when we first met i said i always feel like you're outside of your us looking at us and that is the most that's where we like That's where we really lack intimacy for me because it's always like you're just outside of us. Yeah, no, you have said that. No, I get it. I I, I
1: grapple
0: with this stuff. So so, so it's so nuanced. mm. So that when people just try and get it down to this binary thing, you know, it's it's so complex. You know, somebody say, oh, well, he's put on weight and I've gone off him. Yeah, but what else is he not doing? Okay, so the weight is is part of that, or he's not working out. Work. But what else is he not doing? Is he coming in and smiling at Does he look at you? Does he talk to you? If you start asking people all those questions, they get so uncomfortable, mm. because that's the truth of it. It's just one part of many things that in a long-term relationship, you just stop doing for each other that ultimately affects sex. And
1: I think one of the th- a big, big topic, which I know has come up a lot and used to come up a lot with, with friends and... And in other relationships, is the idea of who instigates or starts love making, sex, or whatever you want to call it, because I think a lot is read into that, and a lot is you know there'll often be that misunderstanding and almost a Mexican standoff within a relationship, which is he'll never he'll never instigate stuff or he'll never start stuff or and and a lot of men will say she won't start and, I, and again you know a relationship is a, an educative process you know I've learned about how you can't just you know i i used to have such a sort of i suppose you know heightened appetite that i could have i suppose when i was younger i don't i don't believe in it now but when i was younger you know i could go from relationship to relationship and not thinking too much about the nuances you don't when you're younger you're just kind of having a a machine aren't you (laughs) exactly just wanting to get it but when but then when you're in a relationship that matters for example you 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 start to think to yourself well if she's not if she never starts it why does she never start it it's got to be about me i mean you know know, terrible self-doubt can spiral in both people in different ways and then that gap between the two of you rather tragically becomes entrenched and your misunderstanding gets, you know, it, it can, be, can become really, really complicated. And I often hear that when people say, who instigates it? Who starts it? Who's, who's more likely to want to start I sense?
0: think, I think but a big problem is there's often, often a distance in communication. And then actually, I, I do think in a very, very generalised way, a hugely generalised, and this just comes from... Having spoken to a lot of women, and I tend to have very deep conversations with them, I don't have, with friends or even acquaintances, people tell me stuff, you mm. know, that it, the balance is more tipped towards women being unhappy with their sex life, with their husband, with their partner, mm. than the other way around. And that when they are unhappy in the relationship, they can't separate sex and just have sex. Right. Whereas men... Huge generalization. More often, want to fix things with sex. Yeah, I agree. And it's like, don't try and fix it with me, because I am, and because it's so intimate. What you want to do Mm. is like so beyond where I am emotionally that I I'm not starting because there's no there's communication, isn't there? The intimacy isn't there. The cherishment isn't there. Mm. From both people, you have to cherish each other. When people talk about romance, people get all caught up with the big acts of romance. I prefer to use the word cherishment because Mm. it means the small things that you're doing with for each other... That and we did a podcast a while ago, didn't we, about that man? His marriage broke down, mm. and he, when he looked back, he could he saw yeah, what he'd yeah, done. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Every day, he'd made her feel that she wasn't worthy to him, even though he adored her, because he kept repeating the same actions. But over I think and over men
1: again. think like. I think probably the reason men, men think men like fix that is with sex. Well, they with sex. They have to be also, fixed
0: before they want sex. I
1: think men probably, by and large, it's a kind of emotional laziness. They don't want to think. That all those many, many, many different aspects of life Play all feed into whether you can get, get your trousers not. off and have sex. I well mean, I
0: think... you know, stay ignorant, but you're gonna have less sex. As no, no, simple no. as that.
1: <laughs> if you want more sex, just, just get history. involved
0: and like listen.
1: I mean, you know, don't get me wrong, as we're talking like this, we've had periods in our relationship where it the there has been a huge disconnect between sexual appetite and activity and all that kind of stuff. Um, And there have been times where one did think, or I did think, I thought, God, what's going to happen here? Is it going to... And obviously a lot of that did happen uh, around the menopause, but vice versa, it happened for you around my drinking, and, you know, it becomes a deeply sort of troubling, and you think, well, is this going to become the norm? And I think that's something else that creeps in is, when is... When, you know, when people say, how is your sex life? It's like, well, it's like you, you said earlier today on Coffee Moaning. Can you have alcoholic episodes? Well, you can have a moment where it seems to be going all right. Mm. So I think the danger in a long-term relationship is you can look up at the clock and there's this terrible detail that creeps in. You, you cast your mind back and you go, good God, it was three weeks ago we had sex. And I go back to my younger self thinking, I could never have imagined not having sex for three weeks.
0: Well that does change, doesn't it, in a long term relationship. We better read some more comments. Yeah, no, sorry.
1: Um, anonymous. The highs are the fact that you can do it any time you want in any part of your home.
0: Well like, God, you you, you've obviously got got
1: dogs. Yeah, the lows are sometimes it can be difficult if one or the other isn't up to it or has some sort of mobility issue. Well, illness illness, illness yeah. comes in and yeah. that can
0: be depression. Yeah. Yeah. That you know, how do you work through those times when your partner is, yeah, either physically ill or or mentally unwell plays a huge sh- huge part and stress finances Mm. worrying about your children Mm. you know worry anxiety worry is a huge intervener in a sex life and that comes with age so we want to say oh god we get older our bodies get this our responsibilities get huge i mean every year there's a new responsibility and then you start worrying about your parents and so all these things when we were young and we were just, we weren't thinking of anything. We weren't even setting alarm clocks and we were going to the pub and we were just like, and you could stare longingly into each other's eyes over a pint or, you know, rum and coke. Mm. And then that would all. So it was just easy because yeah. you didn't have anybody else that you had to think about. So it becomes less selfish.
1: Hi, uh, this person says, highs are still fancying each other. That's good. And the aspect of sex feeling safe and guaranteed. Lows are that it can be monotonous, no excitement, and the same positions. Um,
0: well, that's interesting. Should we invest that, in the Well, seatbelt? it's interesting. Go back to the beginning of that sentence.
1: Yeah, highs are still fancying each other. So
0: you still fancy each other, but there's no excitement.
1: And same positions. I mean, the I thing think... about same positions is, is experiment.
0: No? Well, also, I think if you found a position you like, what's what, why suddenly be swinging from the bloody chandeliers?
1: Yeah. Yeah, and especially if they're not Sometimes sickest, positions probably.
0: can be really annoying. Well, you know, go, oh, when God, you're young... why is my leg here? What? Is that... like, <laughs> oh, God, all right?
1: Well, it's, the... it's those odd <laughs> moments where you can be having sex and you... a certain part of the person's oh, body, which isn't a sexual part of their body, keeps bouncing in front of your head and you're thinking, why is
0: that there?
1: Yeah. What has happened? I
0: here? don't like it to be comical.
1: I also don't like... I find it... I don't know why we won't go there. Uh, condom. Okay. Um,
0: but, but... But... On the thing of it being exciting, that I think you do have to work on a bit. And, like, lots of people I know say that they don't actually snog anymore.
1: Oh, right. Oh, right, that's interesting. lots. And really? And
0: sometimes it gets really uncomfortable when oh. you're having a conversation about it and people go, and I always say, oh, God, I don't know how you could have sex if you can't kiss, and then it suddenly will go quiet and people are like, and you think, oh, right, okay, you never kiss." I, I, I think that's... I, I just... I think kissing is very intimate. I think sometimes people can have intercourse easier than they can have a snog, like with a tongue. I agree, I agree. And I think if you take kissing out of the game, you've taken out a lot of the excitement out of the game. Now, I... I mean, I, I actually don't even bother saying to you anymore how I wish you would be more affectionate with me in day-to-day life, because you are so convinced that you are, that there's no point in me saying it anymore. Mm. But for me, it's not enough.
1: Right, okay.
0: But people get entrenched in the ideas of what they think they are. They go, no, oh, I'm an affectionate person. Right. Yeah. No, no, I'm all the time. The other day, I came over to you and I hugged you. And it's like, even that makes me go, okay. Because it's like, it's too conscious. It's too like, right, now I'm hugging you. Oh, I get that. And I, I wish, like with you, that you were just more... But that, like, if I really had to describe it, I wish you were more playfully affectionate in day-to-day life, more like puppy dog affectionate, and you're not, you'll never go, Uh, oh, come here. No, no, "No, no, so I'm just saying, that for me is something that's another level that you wouldn't necessarily see as part of our sex life, but I do.
1: In my, not defence, because I don't see it as an attack. Except
0: I'm going to defend myself. No, no, no,
1: but I have to say, I felt far more like that prior to your menopause. I, I did, no I did and there is that miscalculation of when one is puppy affectionate you've never there's, been that there's an assumption no babe I, I would grab you, you I would, no because would, when, we
0: were young, when we were first together you, I always used to say this to you and you said I always have been with other partners but I'm not with you you used to say that and it used to really piss me off but
1: when I know, there were, peri- I know there were periods of time when, I mean I know that for a fact that the reason I'm not those things is all about that self Loathing yeah. kind of issues. Yeah. It's not about not fancying you because I do fancy you. We do. No, but I'm have not necessarily talking, talking about
0: fancying. I just wish no, you no, would no, like No, no,
1: no. I hear that, and I also hear that it's not about just going. Oh, well, I hugged you this morning, and oh, that is uh, what you
0: do. You do give me moments where you did. And yeah. that's the thing. I mean, I, don't
1: I, like. I, I suppose, I suppose, if I'm allowed to explain where I think that's come from, mm. um, I do think that, regardless of what you said, I said when we met, I felt more comfortable being like that with you and i can think of times when we were away or when we do things when we not around other people because you have a massive issue with pda in front of other people i didn't when we first met but no, i knew, don't. no 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 you, i love like pda in front no, no, of people no, no, i don't like snocking no 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 exactly but i mean no, I, love PDA. I i like being suggestive i also really ah, like being i'm not rude. talking about suggestive. I, hang on i also really like being rude and suggestive without there needing to be the follow-through or the guarantee or the urgency to have sex you often there was a period of time back there where you really didn't want that side of things
0: because that was the only affection I was getting, right? And I didn't like that, right? Because that's not what I'm even talking about, reading suggestive. Mm. I'm talking about playful affection, which people lose when they get older, mm. and I that that I think is a big part. Like if we're thinking of a sex life as a pie, yeah, right. And then you've got, you know, you've yeah, got your chart. slices of the pie. Yeah. And, you know, it's only what what happens in the actual acts of sex. It's only one slice of the pie. Mm. And when I said it at the beginning, it's so nuanced. That is one of the nuances for me. Yeah. It might be, you know... There might be somebody that's listening to this that would say, oh, absolutely, that's the nuances, one of the nuances for me. And there might be somebody that's saying, oh, I'm a bit with Mark on this. It's like, well, I'm a bit rude, I'm a bit suggestive, you know. But if
1: I was to do something about that, how would one avoid the trap of being told sometime after the event, yeah, but it's not coming naturally and you're just doing it because I said it? I don't know. Yeah, no, but that's the kind of female rubric that's forever a nightmare because something can be flagged up. You'll do something about it and then... Or you'll think about it, and you, you know me, I always go go away and think about what you say. I mean, I as soon as you said that, the majority of what I'm struggling with when I'm not like that is me, not
0: you. Exactly. And, oh, no, and I know so, it's not about and me. And so
1: it's not about not being attracted yeah, to you because I know I, know I am. And uh, and I hear you. I mean, that playfulness, I wish I felt the calm. I really, I, I You're
0: intimidated by me still sometimes. Like, I've always said to you, haven't I? It's really difficult. Like, this was right when we were first together, and I'd be flirtatious with you. <laughs> you would get jealous. What's was Flirting with you? <laughs> do you remember? Do you?
1: Yeah, I do remember. Yeah.
0: I'd be flirting with him, and you would get jealous
1: <laughs> of myself. <laughs> yeah, it's was weird. Wasn't it? It's
0: the most batshit yeah, crazy thing I've ever seen. So, and, But it would get uncomfortable and he'd get really uncomfortable with himself and then he wouldn't want to look at me. And then it was like, so I just kind of stopped doing See, I'm that. now
1: feeling an enormous pressure to be free and easy with myself in a way that I just know I'm not going because to be able to Because you
0: take turn. things to No, 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 no. But, but I
1: also quite like to, I really like to be able to hear what you're saying. And do something about it, rather than just batting it. I hear you. Rather than just batting it away, as I traditionally do by saying, "Well, I think I am more." You're saying I'm not, so I have to hear that. <laughs>
0: he's dumping. De- he's decomposing. I don't know. Before I'm or or very I don't know No, I you're am. decomposing. Stop it! Don't overthink it. Say
1: condom or something for
0: God's sake. Apple crumble. Next Thanks question. Thank you.
1: Save the day. Um, me. Uh, anonymous me and my partner have been together for 10 years we do have sex but it's not a big deal if we don't as we say with each other for the rest of our lives and don't need plenty of sex to know we love each other it takes more than sex to make a relationship well there you go
0: those are two people that have got a similar appetite that are both happy with what they are and aren't feeling the pressure of society that would have you think that everybody's swinging from the
1: rafters Mm. i quite like to swing from the rafters just once
0: You'd look silly and I
1: wouldn't be able to stop laughing. <laughs> um, anonymous says it's very difficult to keep sex life alive and exciting. It can become the norm almost after a while. It's important for both parties to keep it alive by trying new things, new places, etc. etc. I think new places is always a kind of simple one, isn't it? People help. But you've got to be Even careful you don't get arrested. You of it, it. You go,
0: Ooh. Well I tried to Because I love the train. smell That's of awful. forests. I love the smell of forests. There's something about forests that just make you go. ooh. I just love the smell of wood, mm. but a moss, mm. but literally. You, it, I love that word. There's no chance. do you know? You I mean, get it's, like, it, it's like an idea and it's a very nice idea but the reality well, i personally
1: it, don't necessarily oh, know that no. i think i think the the fantasy of it is a nice idea but i think the actuality of it at all is pretty quite but i do think horrendous.
0: it's very difficult if you have fa- maybe this person is saying that she's got these desires and it's not happening and she can't say that and i think that's really must be really difficult if it's got to a point where you can't say anything mm. because the other person is going to be offended or going to Wonder what the hell's going on with you. Yeah, yeah. Like, you can't... If you've been doing it a certain way and you want to do it a different way, then what does this mean? And people can get really jealous over stuff. Well, I mean, obviously,
1: the most obvious in all of that is faking pleasure. I mean, you know, as soon as you get into that, I mean, I just think that's a whole heap of pain, isn't it? Faking oh, pleasure.
0: Especially my friend who started off by screaming and now she has to scream at every time. she has been married for 30 years. Oh, my God, that is a t- high benchmark to hit I know. every time. I what the hell? You have to come clean. She just started with a Start yeah. with a window you
1: can build to her- a... Um, anonymous, the highs must be the comfort of being yourselves, discussing the embarrassing topics, or changing the routines, or trying something new. You feel more at ease. Suggesting these, the lows would be the differences in sex drive. I think that's key. Mm. Through time, if that
0: goes on and on and on, that's yeah. And
1: pregnancy is suggested here as getting in the way. Age difference. Um, Also, in terms of being older within the relationship. Also, mental health can mean you're at odds with each other. Mm. My husband suffers with depression, and when it's bad, there's no interest in being intimate.
0: Oh, I know, I know. That's so hard. And I think, again, I will go back to intimacy, to actually what ways can you be intimate? Like, when somebody's had a baby and you're so exhausted and this child is just on you all the Mm. time, just wanting everything from you, literally. Mm. And you know you get a distance that's when the distance starts because your partner is looking at you and you're just like and it's just so hard my advice would be to that is just love that person more give them more give them more cuddles give them more space the more space with affection and care and making the bed or getting a cup of tea or doing all those things that will lead you back to a good sex life
1: yeah um, I do sometimes wish we could go back to whatever it was. At some point, it came into it's our lives that we might have to try having sex every day for a period of time to see. Oh, if that was
0: that Daily Mail that wanted us to do. That's that. it. Yeah, I sometimes you know I kind of fancy that. Just to, a preamble. Par- move on. Okay.
1: Um, this is a, a good one. My husband, Anonymous, my husband and I have been We've just got the call. Yeah, it's same. so funny, do we both steps. looked,
0: I'll watch it exactly at the same time because somebody had just said there are many, many things. There are steps. many
1: things you can do that make the steps go up, you know that.
0: Mark, well, carry
1: on. My husband and I have been together for 21 years. We're now in our 40s. The honeymoon period was the pinnacle of our sex life and as two young men immersed in gay culture, which often places sex on a pedestal, this was the main driver of our initial attraction mm. to each other, both sexually and romantically. Sex was brilliant in the early days, full of passion and experimentation, while still retaining a degree of novelty. Naturally, that's waned over time. We have significantly less sex than in previous years. Luckily, we're still very physically intimate, and other areas of our relationship have taken precedence over sex, which was admittedly better and more enjoyable when we were younger.
0: Well, that to me is an absolute... That that is, that is what a long-term relationship is. What, better, that is better what when he, you're younger? no no that's not what they're saying saying yes it was better but this is all the things that we when we were it's first different. together we were at it like rabbits yeah. but through you can't have everything you
1: can't, guys. you can't you can't you can't you just
0: can't it like, and what he's talking about there is about how we've moved through the stages of our life
1: yes yeah um
0: and maybe the actual acts are still good, but they're not doing it as often. Well, if they're not doing it as often, it's probably because they don't want to do it as often. And there's nothing wrong with that.
1: But is it society that puts Neither the pressure can on you thinking not... that you should do it? I myself. mean,
0: I can't jump off a wall now without my knees hurting. I used to have shock absorbers in them. You know, we change. Yeah. And I'm all right with not but jumping off jump, a wall. You but you when I was nine, if jump? I couldn't have jumped off a wall, it would have been horrible.
1: Can you jump on a mattress? Have a crumble. <laughs> eyes it's not so full of anxiety take each other as you come don't have to wear sexy underwear uh lows. waning libido in the menopause unbalanced desire lack of passion of youth i quite like a bit of frilly stuff i i have to confess i like that i like that i <laughs> I've, think it's I've in interesting that years. that
0: person says have to I don't have to, to which suggests that when she did, she didn't want to. So I think the thing is, if you've enjoyed it, then you're probably going to carry on enjoying it. But if you had to do anything, then... There's going to be a comfort in a long-term relationship where you don't feel like you have to do these things that somehow have mm. been dictated to you. Mm. And that's a good thing. Mm. Now, if you had to do it because it was what really your partner really, really loved and you now wouldn't do that simply because you don't want to. yeah, That's the interesting question. Do you do a bit of it right. because it makes your partner happy? Right, God.
1: But then are you then that's that's a bad thing, isn't it? We're taught that that you shouldn't do anything you don't want to do.
0: Well, there's the question. But if you're in a really loving relationship and your partner really loves it, and you're like, okay, if that's what you want, is there any real problem with that?
1: Fantastic.
0: I don't know the answer, by the way. I'm I'm just posing
1: the question. I'm going to get the turkey hat out of the loft. (laughs) Um, Someone here says... uh, Oh, your first name, Chrissy. Low, sometimes there's a panic of the same person forever for me. Highs are that I'm more or less completely comfortable with my partner. Sex has gotten better the longer we've been together, 11 years. Will it always improve, though? I'm not Mm. sure, and arguably that could be a low as well. But also a high of long term is that when I experience a long bout of low, next to no sex drive, my partner was completely lovely about it and patient. Not sure this would happen in a shorter term relationship that's exactly that that's nice a case. really nice pretty message. Nice point. Yeah. Give us another one. I like that um, highs uh, anonymous, it's always available. <laughs> you know what each other likes you're confident and comfortable enough with each other to talk about sex. you don't have the same body hang-ups that you did when you were young. Mm,
0: great uh, you've tra- had a lot
1: of practice, so you're both better at it. You get to have lovely, long, slow, loving sex as well as rampant honey sex. Jesus,
0: God, hard. we're all feeling <laughs> intimidated
1: now. <laughs> Jesus uh, I'm going to stop there. That, that anonymous is too anonymous. Um, Catherine, sex is great early on, especially when you have no children. <laughs> we don't know that, do we? But as life gets hold of you and you have you in the day-to-day strains, children work out on you. For me, sex becomes less frequent. We have to make time. I think it is important. I don't, you know, a lot of people think it's not a good thing to schedule it. I think it is, a re- I mean, like, without going into it, but, you know, we know when we can't and we have to make plans so that we can and so you know that's why straight after this we're going into that.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah i think um so i think scheduling
1: yeah. sex is not a bad thing because it you know life gets in the way life does get in the way um, Abby says, the low, sometimes is that one person doesn't want sex as much as the other. Mm. This leads to feelings of rejection. Mm. Uh, am I not good enough? Am I too mm. fat? Am I not beautiful enough?
0: Mm. Uh,
1: have you ever had da- a doubt that I fancy you?
0: I, no. Right.
1: See, I have doubted that you fancied me. Well,
0: every single minute of the <laughs> entire relationship. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. God, men and their insecurities. Uh. No, um, I think that that's an important one because we've spoken about how... You know a distance can come in a relationship and then that you know then sex can be affected but we haven't actually spoken about if you just fundamentally have different appetites i think that's really hard
1: I think we're going to have to do a second podcast, babe.
0: I think we are. We've done, we've gone we through We can't do, we need minutes. to do the other ones because we've got so. same.
1: I mean, this, this now running at 45 minutes, it's almost the length of a session for us, isn't it? Oh, yeah. Yeah.
0: Definitely.
1: Yeah, for, at least Apple 45, Apple. 45 minutes. Um, okay. We're going to do part two. We're going to do part two yeah. and read even more of your comments. So
0: yeah. So we go. So for now, ta-da a bit. Ta-da. Anyway, babe, let's get Bye. in the